and uh, we are celebrating our winnings. Cheers, gentlemen, to a great MSI full of underdogs and upsets. And I don't want to meme on the rise of the West yet, but I'm just saying we called it. That's all. That's all. I'll just leave it at that. And uh, <laughs> come on. How, how are you guys doing? How, how did you guys celebrate MSI this week? I don't know why I'm still doing this pleb podcast with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you need a cigar, John. John, you need a cigar, right? <laughs> cigars are pleb. This is an electronic cigar. <laughs> He's gone next Way more level. Expensive. Oh man. So uh Yeah, so on the on the docket for the show tonight, we're gonna talk uh, a little bit of MSI, just talk about those last three series. Outstanding series, by the way. I know the final was a bit of a blowout, but Outstanding series. Uh, then we're going to go over our LCK and LPL power rankings in preparation for the summer split in both, since that starts, I believe, on June 1st. I think in the LPL starts first. I think the LCK starts first. I think, anyway. Uh, and then uh, we're going to call it a show, since there's not too much going on. We might talk a little bit about Nest. Uh, I know John's got some notes on uh, NEST for um, China. Here you are, my plays, dude. And uh, I think since there's not really any games this week and they don't start till next week, we're going to keep it uh, mostly about the futures and like how, how we're looking into the summer season, who we think is going to be better, who we think is going to be worse. And uh, that's going to be the game plan for tonight. So uh, probably not going to be pick of the week this week unless people want to do like outside league stuff or maybe like NEST stuff. But uh, going to be mostly talking uh, like power rankings kind of talk this week. So. Before we do that, what did you guys think of MSI? Keep it real general first. We'll go across the board. Uh, let's go down to Chris first. Awesome. Uh, well, like we said in the last show, it was very chalky in the beginning, but the ending is just amazing. You keep watching that first game, you would think that this was going to be a quick stomp. 3-1? Yeah, it was 3-1. Not the team that you were thinking of. And then, you know, the second game... What the result is that is expected, but oh my gosh, that was some fantastic uh, exchanges of League of Legends and a clash of two completely different style. That was very, very much enjoyable. Uh, I'll have to say the final was enjoyable too, even though it was a stomping. It was still fun to watch. Game two in particular was definitely yeah. pretty interesting because G two seemed like they pulled a rabbit out of a hat in that one. Like they always, they always do. They always do. How does this team always do this? That's the game plan: pull a rabbit out of someone's house. Yeah. <laughs> Carry Everybody writing G two out, man. Everybody, the G two money came in fruitfully, as did the TL money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Admittedly, I, mean, I actually thought G two had a very good chance to win, whereas TL not so much. But yeah, so it was a very nice tournament. Any, anything anything more specific than that? John, are you just celebrating your winnings being like, never count out the underdogs? I mean, G2, G2 looked like, for for me, that they were right on the same level as IG and SKT, same as we said before. I think we were all on the same page Each there. team had strengths and weaknesses, and I I'd said in the last podcast, it was just about who was going to do their thing better. G2 did their thing better than SKT did, and I actually thought they did it way better than SKT did, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I didn't think it was quite as close as it looked there. They looked outstanding. Like, yeah, they looked fantastic. G two G two looked like the best team in the world at this yeah. tournament, and I know I it's just MSI, and it doesn't always necessarily mean anything. But like, they looked like the best team at this tournament. 
I don't think they're a favorite to win worlds right now, but I do think they they were the best team in the world that weekend. I don't think anybody was going to beat them that weekend. Now, with another few months until worlds for teams to get better and better, I don't think they'll walk into worlds as a world's favorite, but they're going to be a world's contender. I think 100%. Yeah, I think for sure. Uh Calvin, what did you what did you think of the uh the finals. I mean, if we want to, we can go series by series here and talk about what we thought the most interesting thing is, but I'm just kind of tossing general feels out to you guys. So, Cal, what did you you think of MSI, the knockout stage anyway? Yeah, I guess it was all right. (laughs) Yeah? That's it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Another day in the office, you totally saw all that. I mean, we we did. We all said it. Like, we all pretty much – yeah, maybe maybe we missed, like, exactly which games were going to be won or lost. I mean – I don't think any of us thought Team Liquid was going to win. I thought we, I think everybody thought Team Liquid would be competitive in that series. I think we were all pretty confident Team Liquid would take a game in that series, right? I think even Chris, you were, I think, like the the least optimistic about Liquid, and I think even mm-hmm. you like factored in they could take a game. Yeah, yeah, I did. They so, had this uh, plan, and they executed it. Yeah, Liquid looked outstanding too. I know G two kind of smashed them, but like. Liquid looked outstanding. You got to think like, how does that look like moving forward in NA? By the way, like uh, is and, and, mm-hmm. Team Liquid's going to dominate North America? Yeah, they're uh, going to have the confidence boost now. Like that's uh, they could have like an undefeated season, legit, if they're feeling up to it. They're way they were way better than everybody else during spring too. Everybody tried to create all these narratives that TSM was better. The closest team I thought was Cloud Nine, and Cloud and neither one of them was close. But if there, if one of them was closest, I thought it was Cloud Nine. Yeah, but I don't. I didn't think anybody was close to Liquid. I bet Liquid to win the season at negative odds before the season started because they were like Golden State Warriors status. Yes, yeah, they yeah. were literally Golden State Warriors of NA. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I think this tournament. What was really interesting to me about this tournament is that we you had a clash of styles and that. I don't necessarily like, – I know G2 won out, but I don't necessarily think that that style was necessarily the reason why. Like, I think I think G2 just played better. Like, G2 could have played those games straight up and probably won them still. So, it's not like – we talked about this last week too. G2 didn't cheese their way to wins. It wasn't the picks. It wasn't, like, the weird drafts. It's the fact that G2 can do everything that makes them so deadly. They're, they're – they really can do everything, and it's it's insane because you can't prepare for everything. Most team, these are the best teams in the world, and the best teams in the world couldn't prepare for that. They just kind of had to pick something and go with it. So I, I think it was really interesting to see. I thought the metagame was pretty, for the most part, pretty spot on. You saw some interesting picks. The Akali ended up being like really, really important, like more than mm-hmm. I thought it was going to, which was maybe oversight on my part because that character's pretty overtuned right now it's just some teams are afraid to play it yeah akali's like really weird because like she ended up being a really important pick like her and rise and weirdly like for the for like the skts and team liquids of the world like tom kench ended up becoming like crazy important in this tournament too which we maybe the the akali was a little bit surprising to me because i know a lot of like really good teams are skeptical to play that kind of character but we have a meta game where you can flex stuff all over. You can funnel. You can do. It. I think the game, from a viewing perspective, is in an outstanding place right now. It's it's great. The games are best really fun to watch. From yeah, viewing perspective, best it's ever been. Yeah, it's totally it's it's outstanding to watch. That was it was a great tournament, and it's not just because like like I'm saying that not just because I think you know we all made a bunch of money on it or whatever, but like 
you know, for the rub and saying, oh, yeah, we called it, blah, 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 we get to brag about it. Like, not even that. Like, that was just a fun tournament to watch. Like, every team was competitive. You had you had four teams that could have won that tournament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even, Fong, like, I thought Fangvu was, like, okay. And I thought Flash Wolves was okay. And Flash Wolves is definitely going to be better for Worlds. Like, you got to think that, like, that team is, real, like, new. They're a new team. They played one split together. Like they're gonna be, they're gonna be a lot better come Worlds. I might actually be higher on them come that time of year. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I think you'll just share sentiment with you for those who I follow closely who follows the LMS. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna. I mean, they've grown and grown and grown throughout the season, and I, I mean, I think in the summer they're gonna blow everybody out of the water in the LMS. I would agree with that. I like Flash Wolves a lot as a yeah. summer uh, future for the LMS. Because yeah, I think Mad Team kind of like tapered off. Mm-hmm. And I know like AHQ had some spikes and everything, but like the rest, like they're gonna they're gonna roll over that league. I think like the more that the the better this team gets, the more like chemistry they build together, they're gonna be really good. But this is not an LMS cast, and unless you guys have anything else to talk about for uh, MSI, any last comments, closing comments, concerns? I hope this is the preview of what the world it will offer. Oh, me too. Absolutely. Oh my god! If, it, if we got worlds exactly like that, except with three teams from all the regions, and we got to see some really cool battles, like you know Cloud Nine and the new KT or something like that, we could have yes. so much fun with some of these third and second seed teams too. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty exciting, man. Oh, I just looked through. So, uh, moving on, we're gonna talk LCK power rankings, and uh, I know this is like chalky, and you know. Every everybody and their mom does power rankings, but for from a betting perspective, from a daily fantasy sports perspective, it's really really important to have your preseason read on something so that you can find the value in the first couple weeks. It's part of uh, we talked about it going into MSI too. It's really important to have your analysis and your read on a meta or on uh, you know a region before going in. So that, you know, if you see someone that's undervalued, overvalued, et cetera, you can go in. So I know power rankings are like the most cliche thing ever, but I actually think for our perspective, it's very important. And I tend to stick with them. You know, I plant my flag and I, you know, I die on that hill a lot of times, as we learned last year with uh, 100 Thieves, I guess, in the spring. But uh and really KT to a lesser extent, but we're going to get there. So we're going to do the LCK because the LCK and the LPL are going to start up first. Uh, I think the LCK starts June 1st. LPL is June 5th. No, LPL is June 1st. LCK is June 5th. And then next week we're going to do uh, EU and NA, although I know NA starts June 1st also. So uh, we're kind of staggering these. But we're going to do the Eastern regions and then the Western regions. So the LCK, who wants to go first? I'll go first if you like. I'm pretty confident in mine. All right, go for it, John. So I'm going to leave my rankings very similarly to how I had them at the end of the last season. I don't think there's a ton of changes for me other than uh, maybe two that I think are really relevant. I still like SKT and Griffin to be in the top zone. Um, If I was betting, I'll have to see if this bet comes up, but if I was betting on who is going to finish the regular season uh, at number one, I would bet on Griffin. Uh, as good as I think SKT is, I would I would bet on Griffin to win the regular season. I think SKT is more likely to take games off here and there, things like that. I think Griffin will play hard to try to reprove themselves for the third time. 
<laughs> Poor Griffin, uh, man. <laughs> after SKT and Griffin, uh, I mean, Griffin's going to make Worlds. Yeah. That, that's what we need to it see. Would, by the way, if they don't, Ooh. it would be an absolute tragedy. And those yeah, guys are going to be on, like, tilt like crazy. Yeah, they have to, like, rebrand if they don't make Worlds. But uh, I'll put SKT and Griffin at the top. I have Kingzone in a, in a thing by themselves for the next level. Um, I think they're better than everybody below them and not as good as SKT and Griffin. So King Zone number three. Then I have a four-team pack of KT, Damwon, Sandbox, and Afrika. I do think Prey moving over to KT uh, is a big deal. Uh, I think that they will improve a lot. I'm still not going to put them up in a level with King Zone or SKT and Griffin. I think they're going to be a playoff team now, but I don't think they're going to be a contender to win the season. So um, go let's, ahead. Uh, let's let's go ahead and stop there because I th- I think this is the the prey to KT news is probably the biggest off season news in the LCK. Yeah, I would say so. So let's uh, take a second. So that was John's like tier. So do you think like King Zone's like one point five or tier two? Like are they like a clear cut below? Man, that's tough to say. That's partially meta dependent too. Yeah. I, I would say they're for me. I think they're a clear step. I think it's SKT and Griffin. Right, so it's like tier one, tier two, and then your tier three is like KT, Dam One, Sandbox, and Freak. Okay, yeah. so again, uh, we'll get we'll get right back on track for that. But I want I want to dive into this prey news with all of us for a little bit because I think it's the big you know I think it's probably it's the biggest news of the off season for the LCK. Um, prey, uh, former. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best players to ever play the game. Probably the second best player to ever play that position. I don't think you'd get a lot of resistance from that. Not second, third best. We'll say third best. Uh, great player. Going to KT Rolster, shoring up by far one of the weakest. We talked about this a little before the show. KT's, KT's 80 carry, whether it was Zen or Gango, was probably one of the worst positions in any major region. Like the combine, the combination of the two. I'm not saying the team didn't have their weaknesses, but this is a big upgrade. Prey took a split off. Prey's going to be well rested. Uh, I think he's going to have a veteran presence. It's going to be really good for that team between him and Smev. It's going to be really, really good. Uh, I think people are going to be down on KT, but I think you can honestly say that they're solo. Like the top half of that map, there's a little bit of a checkout factor, and you can kind of tell that as the season went on. As soon as they realized, like, hey, we're not going to go anywhere with this bottom lane. I don't think Snowflower is this bad. Like, Snowflower, like, the worst he's been in his career is, like, average. in the Like, he's, like, a, a mid-tier support in the LCK. So, if he's just, like, his career average, I, I see, you know, the sky being the limit for this team. And I know they had some problems closing out games, but... I don't. Know. I think I think the upside on KT is really really high, and I had them. I think it was three or four going into the spring split. So obviously, I was wrong there. But I'm like right there again with you, John. I'm, I have them in the same you know the same tier, and I'll pass it off to you guys. Like, what do you, so what's everyone think about this prey edition? Hop in whenever. I guess I go. Uh, yeah. I think that he's going to give a very like you said uh, a veteran leadership to Snowfire. Uh, I feel like with Zenit and Gango, they had no direction with so Snowfire. On, on. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's okay. Uh, but, like, I think just in general, I think he just, just gives, like, a real, just another powerful, just, like, lane. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, it's 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 a great pickup. It's really a great pickup because, like I said, I think everyone, even everyone in the whole world knew that the bottom lane just needs work. 
or just the eighty uh, the carries. So. Yeah, I think this is nothing but good news for KT. It's kind of weird when KT couldn't even make it into playoffs. I think for all you old school who are more um, kind of used to SKT and KT being yeah. thing in the top, and now we have a split. It's real weird. Where they're not, they might not even make Worlds without the sprint split point, right? So the only way for them to get back in is either win the playoffs or win a gauntlet. But uh, Prey coming back would solidify. That's an amazing upgrade. And I, I'm glad we're all on the same page. I see everyone being putting the KT on their second or third tier and just knowing that this is a great bounce back for him. And it's great for us, too, because the field will be down on them. They will take all the spring split results as their proof of why KT isn't good. But, hey, this is a great um, sharp move for us. So, interesting thought on that. And John kind of brought this up like before we started up tonight. And I'll play devil's advocate here. Are, are we, as a group, overrating this move? Because I, for one, don't think we are. Like, I, I know it's real easy to be like, oh, man, here's the biggest free agent. He went to a team that needed a position. And, you know, it's easy to be like, oh, they're just going to be better, right? It's like uh, a football team with a bad quarterback. It's like the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Like getting a good, you know, getting a serviceable quarterback in Nick Foles. Everyone's like, oh, they're going to be good again, right? It, Sometimes it's like Whoa. too easy to say that. We could go into that, but sometimes it's, like it's too easy to say that. But so, like, I'll, I'll ask you guys. Like, yeah, it's like Genji with Peanut, right? Are, are we are we overrating this, or is is this enough of an upgrade? Because to me, to me, their their bot lane legitimately was like in any of the major regions one of the worst bot lanes. Like, yeah. I think there were some mid tier like European bot lanes that probably could have competed with them. And I think Snowflower is a pretty good player. I'm sold that they moved up the rankings for sure. I'm not sold that this is a game changer for them. We talked about it a little bit before. I'm not a big fan of Smeb. I think they could do better in the top lane. Um, score was was pretty good last season. Uh, UCal did not super impress me. He had some games where he looked like old UCal, but they're going to have to – if they come in with some confidence and everybody playing at the peak that they've played at, like if UCal plays the, as good as we've seen him play, if Smeb plays as good as we've seen him play – then this team will be great. They'll be a, a top three team, maybe. Yeah, their ceiling is insanely high. Their ceiling is very high. They're, like, they're kind of like Sooning. Sooning was like that last year. I think we could see this team pop in at about fifth place and and be serviceable. I mean, that's a, that's a scary fifth place team. Like, I wouldn't want to face them in the playoffs if they're, like, hot and playing at their ceiling or close to it. I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if we see something like KT and Damwon battling for the fourth, fifth spot later in the season. Oh, absolutely. And then we'll see them take a game off one of the top teams during the split. Yeah, I think that's that's I mean, again, like the the ceiling on these teams is like like this KT team now like this was the the question mark going into the spring season was is the AD carry going to be a liability? Now, and we we talked a little bit about this before the cast too. Like I'm the way I am with AD carries, I think it's pretty easy to be a, a like a bare minimum, like functional, serviceable AD carry in professional play, compared to the other roles. Like in other words, I think the floor is the highest on AD carry. I think you have the least. You have a lot of responsibilities. I'm not saying it's easy to be a professional League of Legends AD carry, but I'm saying of the other, you know, of the five roles, it's I think the easiest to to get by at and be functional at and serviceable. But I also think it's the hardest to differentiate yourself at, like to be an exceptional situation, right? 
Like there, there's very few eighty carries that actually differentiate themselves substantially from the field, right? Th- like think about it. Like oh, who, who were who, like who were the truly elite eighty carries? Because there's really not that many. There's You're people right. that are. To me, there's there's like, and this kind of goes into like mid laners too. But like to me, there's a few different kinds of carry players, right? There's the best of the best, which are carry players that are efficient, do their job, and can function in bad matchups, and they do their job regardless of whether they're helped out or not. Right, those are guys like Double Lift. Those are guys like Uzi, Prey. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like the, the the best of the best of all time. Right, they do their job regardless. Then there's a whole gigantic crop of guys that are good, but only when you get help. Uh, what's his name from Splice is like the best example. Ka- uh, Kabe, right? From Splice is like the best example of this I can think of. Right? How. He's great when you give him support, right? Like, he's great when you, you go all in on him and he's the game plan, right? But he has to have that help. He can deliver if you supply the resources to him. Truly excellent carry. And this goes for mid laners, too. Truly excellent carries can do their – like, the, the actual best of the best do their job regardless of whether there's help or not. And that's how you can tell the difference because it's a lot easier to do your job when you have the resources and, you know, it's pretty hard to differentiate yourself that way, right? So – I think the KT bot lane, if you separate it from, like, the true greats and then, like, that huge swath of good players, and then there's, like, some people that are, like, below average but still functional, I think the KT bot lane was worse than that. Mm-hmm. Like, it was there was a fourth tier there where, like, you're an actual negative on your team. <laughs> I think that's how bad the KT bot lane was. And there's, like, very few bot lanes that I think were like that, like, in the major regions. And... To me, this is enough of an upgrade, and he's enough of a substantial player. I don't think the time off is going to hurt him. I think it helps him. Uh, we've seen this with Uzi. We've seen this with Double Lift. Guy, the guy's a Hall of Fame player. Like, th- there's no way this doesn't help. It's just a matter of do we think we're overreacting? Now, I don't think we are. What do you guys think? No. Yes. No. I also, my my uh, reason for elevating KT is I do think some of the teams that uh, were exciting was going to take a step back. I think some of those uh, teams that, like Damwon and Sandbox, are going to take a step back as well. Yeah. And you're looking at the roster, and maybe Smep is still there, but I'm I'm really liking that, um, or at least what they're telling me is that they really are high on Kingen. So he might be uh, starting in. I wouldn't be at all surprised if Kingen was the, was the guy they go to this split. Yeah, and then you're looking at the roster now. Kingen's playing. He played pretty well, I have to say. He's young, super young. He was... Talked about as a prodigy, I think. And then now you have Score and Jungle, BDD and Mid, Prey, Snowflower. It's a it's a complete team. Oh, my mic was messed up. Uh, KT to me is it's it's really it's really really interesting to me because you have all these players like you have all these players that didn't play even remotely close to their ceiling last year. You know, BDD score, uh, even Snowflower. Honestly, like I-, I think Snowflower like was pretty bad last year, but he you know was stuck with crap. To be honest with you, and if this team even meets like a little above average, like they don't even need to be like super at their ceiling. If this team meets like above average, I think they're a playoff team for sure because I think they're better than okay, Sandbox. I think they'll be in the playoffs, but I'm yeah. not sure they're a championship contender. No, I think they're. I mean, maybe if if they. I mean, you, the good thing about this team is you'll know right out the gate, right? That's the good thing about KT Rolster is that we're gonna know right away if they're the real deal or not. 
Because if they come out the gates and they're crushing everyone and you're, you're seeing these individual performances, you're going to be like, okay, this was the missing piece, right? If they're not and they have the same problems, they can't close games well, then you'd be like, okay, this is probably just going to be like, you know, they're going to be a disappointment. But I don't know. I wanted to take some time and, and you know, go deep on that because that, that was probably the biggest move in the LCK. There were other ones, but that was probably the biggest move, and I wanted to take some time to really break that down as a whole group here. Uh, John, I'll let you continue your tears now that we've interrupted for 10 minutes. But... Oh, no, you're good. So <laughs> I accidentally called BDD UCAL earlier, so I apologize about yeah, that. Yeah, it's all good. But uh, so after the KT Damwon Sandbox Afrika uh, tier there, then I got Gen G and Hanwa in a tier by themselves. I couldn't decide if I wanted to put Gen G a tier above Hanwa. But I think they're I think they're going to be pretty similar. Like Gen G is just a dumpster fire outside of Ruler. Dude, they're I just... never get this team. I never get them. They're my kryptonite. If the meta changes again, if we switch back to an eighty carry centric meta, protect the eighty carry tanks meta, I could see Gen G being uh, a playoff team. But at the moment, I'm going to put them in Han One, my second to bottom tier. And in the bottom tier, it's going to be the Gen Air Green Wings again. Um, Sad plane. <laughs> The Gen Air Green Wings, man, I'm not hearing a lot about roster moves from them. <clears throat> and when I did my preseason video for them last season, I said I actually liked what they did with their lineup. I thought they went out and took some chances and put some guys on the roster that like might or, might be great and might be terrible. And this was a chance for them to find that out in spring split. And then they could make the changes before summer based on who did badly. And then... It, so far, there's no changes. I mean, you cannot have that record and not have isolated where your problems are at. There's at least two spots on Gen Air that you have to change, in my opinion, jungle and support. Um, their eighty carries have been a bit of a mess, although they've had up-and-down performances. You, Grace seemed fine, but they should have made something. I mean, I feel like going into summer, you have to do something. Like, go out and pick up Prey yourselves. I mean, I don't think he wants to play on Jennier Green Wings, but go out and pick up somebody. I don't yeah. care if for five challenger players. Like, just go pick anybody new up because these guys did not get it done. And I don't see signs from this team that, like, well, we'll get it done next season. Like, I don't I don't see that signs from this team. So they're going to stay at the bottom for me. Yeah, Jennier are kind of in this weird spot where we said it – like, I agree with you, John. Like, I like that they took some risks because they knew – I mean, they know that they're not going to compete on a pound for like star power pound for pound level, right? I like that they took some risks. That's the, that's what you need to do when you're in the spot like that. You need to do like what the 76ers did in the NBA. I'm not saying like there's like tanking doesn't necessarily work in League of Legends, but but that's start what throwing they darts. Like start right. throwing darts start, until you hit something. Start pulling challenger guys up there, try them out. If they suck, replace them. The problem is when they suck, you have to replace them. Yeah, yeah. You don't and, keep them. Like you had you had to find the diamonds. Like if they go pick up five challenger players like some top solo queue guys or somebody from the from the lower leagues and put them on the team, I guarantee you one of those five at the end of the season, we're going to be like, that guy was pretty good. Yeah. So go do that, keep that guy, and get rid of the other four guys yeah. and find another guy like that until you have a roster of five guys who are all guys where you were like, that guy was pretty good. Yeah. And then that's when you can compete. Like, so I want to try to find a silver lining with this team, but – was there any – there just wasn't anything. Like, this split was so depressing. Like, there was no silver lining whatsoever. 
They'll probably win more games than last split. Not yeah. by a lot, but they'll probably win more games. They, you just can't be worse than that, right? The thing is, like, if all the other teams also improve by, like, the same increment, maybe they win, like, one or two more games? Like, I don't know, like... That's really what I think their ceiling is. Is like, like what are we looking three or four at more games than they won last season is like pretty much the ceiling at the moment. It's just a bummer because this 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 organization has for those that don't follow other esports, this organization has such a storied history from like StarCraft. Like some of the best players of that game ever. Even some of the early January teams in the LCK, before it was even the LCK back when it was a tournament, they had good teams. They had a they had a good year two years ago. It just has crashed and burned. They've never recovered. It's like CJ Antis did the same thing, and you know what happened to them? They're gone now. So I, I hope that doesn't happen to this team. I, I hope they just throw some darts here and one of these things sticks because I, I don't – It. what's the devil's advocate here? Like how, did, how does Jenner get out of last place, basically? Like what needs to happen for them to – not just be like a five win team, like a five game win team. Not suck. Thanks, Calvin. Come on. <laughs> like, all right, here's what they should do. If they're not going to change players, like they should change some players. But well, if they're not going to change, change players, coaches, didn't they? I think they if did. they're not going to change players, no. they out there in every match this year with predetermined. They play the same. Drat, they really play the same. Predetermined non-meta strategies against every team. They should. They should have their coaches look at teams and go. Uh, this team's not great at team fighting, so we're playing a Moo Moo Malphite Misfortune in this yeah. series. Like, this other team's not good against Splish Puts, so we're playing Fiora Rocks no matter what. Like, that, I think that is a smart strategy if you're a team like this and you're not going to change players. Go ahead, Kevin. I know you, you had something. No, I just said, like, like John's been saying, like, just play the same play style no matter, like, what the situation is. You know what I mean? Like, they have to change that. I mean, I don't. Uh, the players itself, and they're gonna have to keep to just mesh because if you just keep recycling players, then I mean, you might as well just bring up a challenger team up, you know. So yeah, and we we kind of said this halfway through the split this year, where like Jinner are in this weird place where they're and Hamwa was like this too, actually, where they're in this. Well, Hamwa was a little weirder because they were actually like on the cusp of playoffs, but. <coughs> They were, like, looking toward the future, but, like, not going all in on making play. It was, like, just this really bizarre thing. But, like, Jyn Air, to, to, to me, Jyn Air, you, you, yeah, I agree. Like, one, you need to be testing these. They should just alternate, the like, the line. They should just alternate by day, not switch it up between games. Just sure. be like, this roster is playing these two games this week. This roster is playing the two games next week. Give these guys time to prepare. See what they are, like, in their best-case scenario with time to prepare. And if they're not good, try something new. Like these, totally you've, you've had six months with these players now. Like you're going to be able to tell halfway through the split whether they're like worth keeping or not. And I mean, I think we all agree that like the coaching staff is probably a big part of the problem here. And scouting, I guess, too. Halfway through this season, and you're losing all your games. Honest to God, they should just go pick up the meme dream team from NA and just pick them all up and just try to make some money this split. On yeah, like, just go do something. Just Don't do just sit there and right? lose and do nothing. Just go pick up Cutie Pie and put him in eighty carries, so you can sell him like engineer <laughs> jackets. Like seriously, that's not a bad move. If you're if you're as bad as you were in the spring split, do something. Whether it's a business decision, whether it's a to win decision, develop talent decision, do something. Yeah, they're. I don't want to spend the whole cast talking about Jenner, but like, I just, I kind of hope they they show us something because otherwise, it's just going to be like not interesting anytime they're on the slate, right? 
All right. Exactly. It just who, makes it like, boring. So who wants to, so just to recap, John, you had SKT and Griffin in tier one, King Zone tier two, uh, a group of four, KT, Damwon, Sandbox, Afrika tier three, Genji and Hamwa tier four, and then Jin Era tier five, right? Who wants to go next? Um, I guess I'll go real quick. I think two special. Uh, <laughs> I, I got it. SKT with King Zone second. You have King Zone second. That's like kind of all right. So explain that. Uh, I explained it a little bit earlier with uh, the Griffin. Okay, so Griffin himself. Everyone's saying Griffin's greatest, greatest players. This and that. Yeah, yeah. We all know. Um, but how hungry will they be coming into the summer split is what this is the big question. Everyone says they're going to be super hungry because they lost to the SKT and this and that. I agree as young players, but it's like they're just deemed so good that I understand, like just young players are just in general get too much in the head. I know they have amazing coaches like, hey, we need to settle down and focus like, what made us good and what happened at, in playoffs, you know what I mean? And, and you know, yes, they can steamroll teams, and we know how bad the LCK is. I, I Personally, I think the LCK is not as competitive as others. I could dive into it with you, but I'm going to save some time here. <laughs> so I'm going to make this, I'm gonna shorten it up. Um, I just think Griffin will be great, but I just feel like Kingzone has much more improvement than Griffin. And I think that would just outweigh them throughout the summer split. So you think they have more room to grow and you think it's a combination of Kings don't have room to grow and Griffin's going to be a tad overrated. Yeah. And just, I want to say they're going to stay the same place. They're gonna, you know, obviously they're, they're going to get, they're going to, you still think better, they're going to be good, right? Think, like they're, they're I just think like they're a great team. Kingzone. Yeah. Cause we've seen, we've seen flashes of Kingzone who just look so good. You know what I mean? Like comparably like SKT Griffin. Good. You know what I mean? So I just think Griffin, or not Griffin, KZ, King Zones, whatever. Um, I have Damwon up there, and I have Genji and KT close You're together. Genji? All right, so what's the deal with Genji? I got to ask this. Cause, right, and and so just to get some granularity it's here from you, Calvin. Stem from last year. When's Where's, like, the cutoff here? Like, um, if you had to have one, like, where's the difference? So I'm going to have – I have SKT, King Zone, Griffin together. The okay. damn one by itself. So yeah, sorry, I didn't put the space. I got, I got you, I got you, I got you. I'll get it right now. And then I have Genji and KT together, and then everyone else just kind of just in their own tier. Oh, you think damn one's like in their own little thing too? Yeah, it just depends on what they're gonna do with playing time. You know what I mean? Because I don't know if they're gonna split. You know, flame or you know, flame and nuggery like mm-hmm. red side. You know, and, and stuff like that, or they're gonna pick someone to play like the entire season and that's what i'm hoping they would do you know what i mean yeah but who knows what what they're gonna do like i said who knows what they do i'm pretty sure they tested out the waters last split and i feel like they have a good knowledge of what combination to put out for each team so that what's i mean being being a little bit wacky with their you know play style or with yeah. their lineup it's gonna throw teams off so i'm gonna put them up in their own tier. Okay. And then you have Genji and so you're you're also you're with us kind of on, on KT. You think Prey was a good enough addition to like actually like make them, you know, four spots better or whatever that is, right? Yeah. And I really do hope adding Kuzan, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. 
but I really do like them. I liked them at the qualifiers, but Fly was just terrible last year. I mean, they, I mean, as a team, you know, they're just they're just awful. You know what I mean? I just don't. I just hopefully with this new mid laner, see who they play first. It's probably gonna be Fly, maybe first two games, and then just gonna switch it up, and we'll see where they go from there. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if anybody saw on Twitter. I was kind of gushing about Kuzan. I think he's Kuzan. So, for those that didn't see it, I, I basically said Kuzan was like a criminally underrated player, but. It's kind of hard to take it out of context because you got to remember Kuzan played at a time in the LCK where the LCK mid laners went like 10 deep. Like all 10 of them were obscene and he still differentiated himself. He was kind of, he reminded me a lot of like Lava last year where the field is so stacked with talent and he was on like a mediocre team and still was a huge difference maker and that's kind of how I felt about Kuzan for like two straight years. Because that's what he was. He was really good. He was solid. He played everything. And that's a very good comparison, I think. I yeah, like that a lot and last year comparison. And I, I think there was a little bit more. I'd call it strength of competition, but it's like relative strength of competition. Like Korea, Korea. Back when Kuzan was playing, Korea was the best region, and they had mid lane talent out the wazoo. They were like, you're, you know, Europe two, like like two just like the better version of like European mid laners, right? Like all the Korean mid laners were insanely good, right? And he differentiated himself, and I have a lot of respect for that. Now, that was a long time ago, but I, I like this kind of addition uh, a lot. But, so I, I, I'm i still, I think Gen G are like kind of in the same place, right? They still haven't shown me a willingness to do what you need to do in the current game. And Gen G, I mean, Gen G are like Gen Air, man. They're just going to play the way they play, and I don't think there's anything that's going to change that ever. And it's it's kind of frustrating sometimes, but you can kind of respect it at other times, too. So, uh, so you had Genji and KT, right? And then is everybody else just kind of the homogenous to you? Like, doesn't matter. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, Jin Air is going to be at the bottom anyway. So. All right, so Jin Air is definitely at the bottom. If you had to pick a best of the rest, who is it? Um, hoping. Uh, I'm hoping. I don't know. Actually, it's hopefully Sandbox. I'd say. I mean, Sandbox is decent, I guess. I okay. All right, Chris. What about you? Yeah, so a lot of overlap and also a lot that we can discuss, but I don't want to take up too much time. I think, uh, I think first of all, Griffin will rank one, but same tier as SK. I do think they're trying to make a comeback. They have, for as much as accolade that they have, they haven't won anything in LCK. They gotta be hungry, man. They have to be. They're like the new KT. (laughs) And they really uh, are. the main thing is now they know what getting bored would look like, you know, just taking games off on those last few games in the spring split um, and pretending that they were trying out things and just didn't work against the old school guards. So, yes, I'm hoping and I'm praying that they are going to be hungrier uh, than before. King Zone comes in at a tier of itself. Uh, nothing much to add there. Then I have a tier of KT... Damwon and Genji. Uh, I think I probably have the same optimism for Genji as it Calvin does. Uh, it's a solid team. I mean, they play solid, boring, but solid. But and I think you can get by with that. And they uh, just have good players too. Like there's right. something to be said for that, right? Uh, absolutely, and that's why I have them there. And then uh, the rest are in a tier of itself. I have Sandbox uh, declining. Africa, I have no idea what they're headed into. 
um, just a team that I have no clue what their identity is anymore. And then uh, Hanwha is just because I hate them. They just they <laughs> talk. They, they, you have Jinair finishing ahead of Hanwha. They, they're, awesome. they're my DFS killer. Uh, I think people know how to read them. I just have no zero clue. I got you. I Good got for you, you with the hot take that Jinair's not coming last. Jinair's getting nine <laughs> hot takes here on the show, right? That's not the craziest hot take. I wonder if there's going to be bets for exactly what position someone finishes. Since we're talking like plus a thousand. Since yes. we're talking about the bottom tier, what do you guys do? You guys feel bad for Keen at all for being stuck with being on a shitty team? Or... So all right, I, I, so I think I had. I had a Frika. I'll do. I'll do my rankings, and then we'll go into this because I had a Frika higher than you guys did. I think than all of you. So I had SKT and Griffin in their own tier. I also had Kingzone in a tier. You know, their own tier, like one point. See, I have Kingzone more as like a one point five than a two. I think they're pretty close. Like they're a good team. And then this whole swath in the middle, I think it's crazy because it depends on the meta and like depends on who's playing at their ceiling. I have. In in order, I have Damwon, KT, Rolster, Afrika, Sandbox, and Gen G. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if this gets mixed up at all. But like, if I had to pick right now, like what I think the finishing order is going to be, that's what it is. Uh, we already talked KT Rolster to death. Damwon, I think I'm not as much afraid of like the roster moves because they didn't. It wasn't really a problem with them until playoffs, right? Like they were successfully switching rosters and playing both both you know sets of players and it was it was working fine. It was like actually a good change of pace for them. I think they're still young. I think Nogari's like an insane talent if he's if he's I'm not saying he's the shy, but he's he's that next he's tier young, below. Yeah. And he could you know, he just take over games like, you know, better than mo- a lot of people in the L C K. K T Rolse we already talked about. Now I have a Freaka finishing sixth, right? It's the same logic I had last season. It's the same logic. I need to. The thing is, all right. So I need to be consistent with my logic here, right? And maybe I should honestly switch Genji and Sandbox. We'll talk about it in a second. So, to, to me, Afrika just their players are too good to be this bad. And I know I got burned for that preaching this all last season, right? But we saw an MSI, right? I mean, to be fair, MSI is like world class players. But even when you're comparing like world class teams across the board. If you just have straight ballers, right? If you just have good players, you just win games. Like, you're just going to win games because any one of those players can just steal a game for you out of nowhere, right? It's not I mean, the total say, equation, but I think... This is a top and mid-meta, and this team has Keen and Yukel. Yeah, like, how are they like, not good? That's you, what I'm saying. Like, what, like, how are they not dominating everybody? And I think, like, them and KT, they, I'm going to attribute... KT's problem, the AD carry. Afrika, it was just such a weird split, right? Like, it was so bizarre because, like, they had those spike performances. Like, they had the series against Griffin where they were like, holy shit, are they back? Like, I don't know. I I think when you have players that good, you can't be this bad. I'm going to put them at six, but it wouldn't surprise me at all to see them make playoffs. I'm going to be betting Afrika early in the season for sure. Yeah, with uh, I think they might be they might they're one of the teams that could really come out looking completely different in summer versus some of these other teams. Yeah, I'd agree. I think them and KT are going to be like the same thing where like they look a lot different. Uh, also in that tier, I have Sandbox and Gen G. Like in hindsight, I think I'd actually switch that. So I'd have Gen G finishing seventh and Sandbox finishing eighth. Right. So I have Sandbox. Sandbox was really good last split, and they impressed me. They really did. But I also think. 
there is a certain amount of coming back down to earth for them. Now you can make the argument that they're young and they're going they have room to improve. I don't know if they do. I think a lot of their I think a lot of what made Sandbox good was their coaching. And I think people especially Korea, they use the information better than anybody. I think people are going to figure them out. I mean, we saw kind of by the end of the season that that was the case. Not entirely, like they were still competitive, but uh, and then in the the last year, I have Hanwha and Jin Air. I think Jin Air finishes last, but I'm kind of really down on Hanwha the split too. Like, I I don't think. I mean, maybe they're a little bit better than Jin Air. Who knows? But I think they're both kind of going to be at the bottom. Maybe a couple match wins if they're lucky, right? I think Korea's. I think considering all the all the like the moves and stuff in Korea so far. We should have a more competitive summer split. It should be less polarized, right? Because Korea was kind of, like, solved by us, right? Once we figured out that Sandbox was real and Damwon was real, and that initial shock set in that, like, a freak NK team might not be good this season, once we figured that out, Korea just played out exactly the way we thought it would, right? So I yeah. think this summer it's going to be – especially, the, like, the third, like the fourth and fifth playoff spot is going to be really interesting because I think it could be any one of these five teams in the middle – and it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Kingzone, you know, drop into that group either. Because I think Kingzone played out of their mind in spring. And I, I don't know if they can sustain that. I don't know if they have room to grow. Or if I don't know or I don't know if that's just like, you know, their ceiling. So I wouldn't surprise me to see Kingzone fall into this tier either. I'm not gonna rate them that way, but um I lost my train of thought. Who we were we were gonna go into? We were gonna go into something after I I recapped. I can't remember what it was. Oh, uh, that we talked about Kuzan already. Yeah. Uh, I think that was pretty much it. I mean, yeah, I think that was pretty Afrika. much it. We talked about Afrika a little. Oh bit. yeah, uh, yeah, Afrika. That, that's what it was. Like I, I went on the Afrika spiel because I, I think with players that good, you just can't be that bad. But so I'm higher on Afrika than you guys are, not by much, but a little bit. Uh, anything else in the LCK? Nope. Ready for the LPL. I'm hyped on LPL. Yeah. LPL. Let's go to. Uh, all right. So we do got to move just a tad quicker, but because there's 16 teams, but uh, we'll go in reverse order. I'll I'll open up the LPL because I went last for LCK, right? So LPL, I have tier one as Invictus, RNG, and Fun Plus. <coughs> then I have EDG as like 1.5, like just a tad below those teams. Then tier two at Top Sports, Billy Billy, Jindong. <sighs> And then I guess you'd call it like 2.5 is like Sino Dragon. <coughs> then I have the mid, like, battling for that eighth playoff spot kind of tier, like with Sino Dragon, is like WE, LNG, who is uh, Snake. Uh, they rebranded. Uh, Sooning and Victory 5. And then I think the bottom five is basically the same as it was last split with LGD, OMG, and Vici, and Rogue Warriors. So I think. Uh, hot, uh, not even like hot takes or anything like that, but like I think the most jarring of all of my selections probably. I, I don't, I don't think any, my my list is pretty straightforward. I don't think there's anything too crazy here, right? You gotta I have, yourself. Oh, you go ahead, Cal. I have Bay Shang and company pretty high up. So you have Bay Shang one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. So you have WWE definitely making the playoffs, right? Yeah. Again. So. You you can just you can just run down your list too, Cal, if you want, because I I think my list is like more or less like the stock like chalk list, right? I think our list is basically the same, except that. See, so yeah, IGRNG, FPX in their own tier. I have EG in their own tier. 
I put bottom, but they're top sports, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I have BLG, and then I have Beijing and Co., and then I have JDG. I really appreciate <laughs> I want to tell you something I appreciate about the members of this podcast right now, because I didn't fully look at everyone's LPL list until just right now. And I appreciate that none of you guys were hornswoggled by this Sinnoh Dragon JDG bullshit that happened last season. I agree. Over here with JDG and Sinnoh Dragon in the top four. <laughs> I really appreciate you guys Dude. not buying into this bullshit. Dude, JDG is going to make me so much money in the first two weeks. Like, <laughs> I haven't looked at the schedule yet. I don't know if they're going to get stomped, but they're not going to be the second best team in the LPL. Like, everyone's going to be better. I'm be wearing a whole new robe end of this season. <laughs> uh, they don't even have the schedule out yet. yet I don't think. No, yeah, they don't have any. The Dude. LCS was the only one I saw. Yeah. If they have like matchups against good teams, this is gonna be easy mode. <laughs> yeah, please give me the data. <laughs> to watch the games to figure out that they are not good. They've been thriving off luck. They've been thriving off uh, probably John's hatred for JDG. They they caught. I, I love JDG. Here's what's weird, right? And we talked about this a lot, but like. It feels weird to say that they caught favorable matchups when they're facing, like, WE and RNG and Invictus and Fun Plus. Like, well, not Invictus. They got crushed for that. But, like, it feels weird saying, oh, yeah, they caught a good matchup against RNG. What? Like, that's never a good matchup. It feels weird <laughs> saying that. But, like, what you need to understand is and, – and it took us a little bit to figure this out, but eventually we did, right? The one thing this team is good at is beating 80-carry-centric teams, right? That's the one thing that they're good at. And they caught WE and then mm-hmm. RNG and then Fun Plus forgot how to play League of Legends for three games in that series. That Fun Plus series is the most important. That was series. a fluke. That was a fluke. Hundred percent. That was a fluke. Like I, I don't know. I don't know if they just didn't get any sleep the night before. If there was pressure. If you know what, what, what's the what's the acts of God? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dwayne Dwayne B back someone's girlfriend or something. Yeah, I mean, his girlfriend probably. Like, what happened. Dude, I don't know what that was, but. And I, I think maybe we were a little bit wrong on JDG, but yeah, we're not sipping the Kool Aid here. Thank you, brothers. Yes. Thank you. Uh, so I mean, <laughs> so and you have everybody else more or less the same after that, Calvin. Yeah, I hundred percent. So agree. the playoffs um, for you is Invictus, RNG, Fun Plus, EDG, Top Sports. <laughs> yeah, Billy Billy, Team WE, and JDG. Right. That's the eight playoff teams. Yes. Yep. Okay. I don't. Shooting, shooting got worse because Shadow left. Um, don't know what LGD is doing anymore. Dude, that's so sad. The Sooning loss is it's so sad because I I wanted to see that team realize its potential and they just never did. It just crashed and burned. It really did, actually. It's it, so it, sad. It, it was, dude. This having Sword Art in, Maple come in, then Shout Out, and then I don't know, man. Hacker, dude, that lineup should have been stacked. Should have been sick. so good. I know. Then Shout's like, see you guys, like. Bye. And so. And you get a chance to go play on Royal, though. You do it. I mean, yeah, 100%. Why wouldn't you? I'll let, uh, uh. Yeah. I'll let Chris go next, and then John, yeah. and then we'll talk about the the LPL moves, like, afterwards, like, as a, as a thing. We'll try to streamline this just a bit. So go yeah. ahead, Chris. What's, uh, what do you have? Yeah, we have a lot of overlap again, and I'm glad to see that because none of us talked about these things. We just go in, bam, what were, yeah. what were some of the thoughts? 
is what I come up with. Um, ING, uh, sorry, Invictus, RNG, FPX in their first tier. I can technically see FPS dropping, but not there yet. I think they're still going to be exciting. I have top or TES as they're calling themselves now. Yeah. Next, EDG, WE, and BLG in the same tier. I think that's a fun group. They need to sort themselves out, but that's where the fun comes in. They might lose to one another and win the game. So they'll they'll sort each other out uh, themselves out. And then it drops down to... Man, it's really painful to put uh, on below JDG. And I know. I know. But that's where we're at. Yeah. Uh, the only... Small positive hope. I think this Sune finally grabbed the other um, LMS coach, uh, the Flash Wolf coach. I think I have to go back to my notes, and that might help um, them finally be able to use Meatball and Sword Art a little bit better. But until then, Sune just you're, you're just gonna stay there, a 500 team maybe. Then we have uh, Snake LGD. LGD is a fun team. They they're gonna lose, but they're gonna lose it as a fun team. Yeah, there have been a blaze of glory. Yeah. <laughs> then we have uh you know the rest. Vici, Rogue Warriors, OMG, Victory Five. Victory Five is just completely after they lost Genu, I just don't see anything where they can Yeah, also like Also losing Genu like now yeah. like a week before the season, like it's like your best player. That's oh my god, that's brutal. All right, anything else in that, Chris, or you just want to... I think uh, I I am anticipating a huge difference from the result as, like, after this summer split is over um, than my list currently. Oh, so you don't feel that confident in your list, Mm -mm, then? Not at all. I think the LPL will... Oh, it is the LPL. Yeah, the LPL will deliver, right? Absolutely. All right, John, how about you? So I got some slightly hot takes versus uh, what you guys have said. Uh, I do have IG in a tier by themselves at the top, which uh, nobody it's else did. But than I, the rest of us, yeah. I think they're better than than everybody else by enough. I would maybe make the next tier one point five. Although I got something to say about the next tier too. But I can see that. Um, next, I have a, a tier of RNG and FPX. But FPX <laughs> is my like number one team that could just really go really fail this season. Like I have them ranked third. I th- I have high thoughts for them. It would not blow my mind if FPX is not a good team this season. Uh, I do think they're a momentum based team. I think they're a team that plays a style that other teams weren't necessarily prepared for, but they're they're now going to be prepared for, and all the teams are going to be playing that kind of style or trying to emulate that kind of style, and that might throw yeah. FPX off a little bit. They're not going to be one of the few teams doing what they were doing anymore, I don't think. Yeah, they're not uh, going to surprise anybody. So I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be surprised to see them fall below, like, the bottom of Tier 3, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them fall down to, like, 5th or 6th place this season. I do have them 3rd, though. Uh, the, next, uh, the next one, I have BLG... As my fourth place team, which is probably going to shock some people, but yeah, that's a little bit that's interesting to me. I think Top and EDG, who are the other two teams that I have in the same category with BLG, oh well, Top being TES now, but mm-hmm. I think those two teams are the kind of teams that have the that are, will gain the least. Like as time goes on, from the style that they play, I think they're less likely to like improve heavily. I think they're more likely to get figured out than some of these other teams. A team like FPX is really hard to figure out because 
Doinby can just pull out some random BS you haven't seen before. They can play all kinds of weird styles. And Top and EDG, for the most part, I think are going to play fairly safe standard styles, which are easier to figure out, even though they're very talented teams. Yeah, I think EDG are a little bit more versatile than TOP or TES now. Like, I think... And they have, like, a you know, veteran leadership and all that. that I think they're slightly into... more versatile and slightly less talented. See, I think they're more talented. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, well, I don't I think, think it's a huge difference, but I think Top is slightly more talented than EDG. All right, well, we'll we're, we're gonna we're gonna clash heads on that because I mean we'll we'll I'll, I'll dive into this once I go over. Oh, I already went over. So I have I have EDG in like tier one point five. Yeah. So we can we can just go into this a little bit now. Like, so I think I think EDG are in a really really good place to progress, and like I don't think they were particularly. I think they actually disappointed in the spring split. I thought they were a much better team than they showed. I think Jinu is a pretty big addition over Ray now. We don't know. They say it's a health issue. They maybe it's just rest. Who knows? Maybe Ray comes back and you know they're the same roster again. But I think Jinu gives them a lot of upside. I do like the Jinu move. I but think Jinu did a lot for him. I could also see it backfiring too, where like there's like you know a couple weeks where it takes time to get acclimated, and they're just like losing games in that time. So I don't necessarily believe in Clear Love anymore. I think he's I think he's a good but not excellent jungler. And I definitely have lost the luster of Iboy. Mm. Iboy has lost his value for me in the okay. last seasons here. I'm gonna let Calvin attack you in just a second, <laughs> but uh, I also kind of think Clear Love's overrated. But he's still so good, dude. He's, he's just he's solid. Good. He's just rock I solid. I don't have Clear Love as a guy that's like he's gonna get you some games by himself. He's the guy if you put him on a team with other good players. Like he's the veteran that like can be, be good. Centric. They're going to be a scout centric team, That's and they should be. They're going to be, and they should be. But I think I, I like Tops mid jungle more than I like EDG's mid jungle. I think Knight is Knight's up there really being maybe the best one of among the best mid laners in the league for sure. Yeah, I think Knight and Rookie are probably the two best mid laners, and Doombe, <clears throat> I guess if you want to count him. But he's kind of a different like he's a different breed. He's a different role. I'll put it <laughs> yeah. that way. So I, I wouldn't begrudge you at all putting EDG above top, but for me, I think I'm going to put top slightly above them. If if Billy uh, Billy's the hot take here, make no mistake. I know yeah, we're talking about Billy EDG because that's where take. we disagree. But Billy Billy, I really like, I'm like high on Billy them Billy. too. I really like Billy Billy, and I I like them to come into the season with a lot of confidence after they win Nest. Uh, they're one of the few Ooh. teams that's playing the their actual main oh. roster in the, in Nest, so I don't think that's that Dude, hot. Billy take. Billy is such a Korean team. Can we just talk about this for a second? Like, <laughs> not only the players they have, but like how they play. Like, how they carry themselves. Like, they're full tryharding in a tournament that effectively doesn't matter at all. Like, they're such a Korean team. Like, they just, like, they, I, they, oh my god, they're just. Gotta see who their coaches. But, uh, I think we, before the season ended, we were pretty much high on Billy Billy. So I'm, yeah. I'm not surprised about John putting them up there. It is. And I think they can grow a lot too, because I think their Koreans, their superstars are Korean and, probably needed a split to get used to the LPL's differences from the LCK. I like them to come out a little bit more aggressive this season, a little bit more teamwork-oriented, and, and I really like where BLG could go this season. So they're a big hot take for me. And then imagine – like, the other thing is, too, imagine – I mean, Riot does this pretty consistently. Like, the summer split could just be a totally different metagame. If we go to, like, even just a slightly slower pace of game, they're suddenly, like, maybe the third-best team in the league. Right? And I – 
I'll recommend this to people because we are a betting podcast. Um, going into the season, I did this really heavily last split. Going into the season, I usually will bet who I think is going to win right now. And I'll put futures on teams that I think will win during specific match shifts. So, like, I bet uh, on the, with crazy odds. I bet WE in the spring yeah, split. I remember and I didn't even think this. WE was good. I just bet WE because I thought if it was a really 80 carry centric meta in the middle of the split, like they just switched it to being super 80 carry centric, right. the WE and RNG would probably be the best teams. And if I can get like plus 10,000 on a team that has, you know, one patch change can put them back into being yeah. the top tier and you're getting plus 10,000. JDG went to finals, people. Yeah, Come on. JDG got the finals. Um, so yeah, I, I like putting in a bet on some long shots that you think do specific things very well that if those things become the meta, like Gen G might be a good example. Gen G's not very good at a lot of stuff, but they're good at one thing. And if that suddenly becomes the meta, if you can get them at plus five thousand, plus eight thousand, something like that, I'd put a I'd put a half a unit or a quarter of a unit on Gen G to win the LCK. I don't think they're going to do it, but if the snowball you know lands exactly right, they could get it done. So I recommend that style yeah, of betting. Absolutely. Like, I mean, like it. yeah. Tell, tell. It's just like when you're doing like GPPs in in DFS, right? Like like big absolutely. tournaments. Mm-hmm. Tell yourself a story, right? Yep, Give a yourself a narrative where it's like, how does this ridiculously unlikely thing happen, and build that way, right? Yeah. I would absolutely. bet. Uh, I would bet a team. Like we're talking about Gen G. I would bet Gen G to win before I would bet Top to win the LPL, even though I think Top is a better team. Because I think top is a worse version of teams that are above them. So even if the meta shifts the right way, there's a better team, a better version of them in the league. Whereas with Gen G, if the meta shifts the right way, they might be the best team in the league at exactly that style. I'm not necessarily sure that's true, but you you get my point is if a team does one thing very well, that makes them a contender at all times. Yeah, I'm just trying trying to take a quick look at... Uh, they're not the LPL futures haven't been posted. Yeah, yet. mine aren't up I'm yet. So I have three sixty five, and have usually they're pretty quick on futures. But yeah, I I, li- I like that kind of thing. So if, uh, that's my top out. six. Finishing out with top and EDG. Uh, seventh place, I have Team WE. I like Team WE. I've liked Team WE. Um, I think they're they'll continue getting a little bit better. I don't think ZA and Mystic have much upside, but the rest of their team is continuing to grow. I think you could see some upside there. I think Paws can't really get much worse than he was this split. Yeah, they might want to they might want to move That's, around in the top lane, but Yeah, finish these out. I just want to quick mention like don't 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 assume players will stay awful. Like it's pretty yeah. hard to be worse than like the worst. <laughs> like it's very difficult. So like guys like him, like guys like Paws, I'm trying to think like who's like an NA example. Uh just whoever you think was the worst player this split, they're probably not going to be the worst if they're playing again. Like, they can only get <laughs> yeah. better, so... All right, go on. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, that's all right. After WEF Sunny, even with the loss of Zhao Al, I feel like this is especially a team that needed time to get going. And so I think with some time to get going, they're still not going to be a great team, but eighth place, I think, is a fair spot. Hot takes are still kind of coming here with Sunning, especially because right after Sunning, I have LGD. I have high hopes for LGD. Uh, coming into this season, they showed fun. some flashes. They showed some flashes at the end of last season too. They were starting to perform a lot better. They seem like a team that could get their shit together. Mm. But the real hot take is that following them is JDG, who I think is going to be garbage the whole season. 
And following them is Sinnoh Dragon, who I predict to be even more garbage than JDG. So is, is, is really the Sinnoh Dragon picked just because you hate Sinnoh Dragon or what? Like, no, I don't I don't see where Sinnoh Dragon is good. I never saw where they were good. Yeah. I see where they were good all of last season. They just seemed terrible the whole time. I think they just got lucky and just so, in general. So we're admitting mistakes were made? <laughs> I really, uh... Yeah, mistakes I were mean, made. We were just wrong. Like, we were wrong sometimes. That's it, right? Like, that's... Yeah, I think I think Sinnoh Dragon's going to regress pretty heavily. I don't know that they're going to be this far down. It might be a little bit of memery to throw them this far down, but I don't think <laughs> they're going to be a playoff team. I'll be betting them not to make playoffs. So for you're sure. so you're planning your flag on LGD here is like the big the big of the rest of these teams and Sunning. I mean, kind of. Yes, that, I could. Gonna, without Zhao Al, they're still going to be better than they were last season. And I don't think losing Zhao Al is good for them. I just think they're a team that needed a lot of time. Yeah, I mean. That's it. Sooning are a good example of like the good player theory, right? Where it's like, okay, hacker and sword art and mate, like these guys, like they have to be good, right? Like there's these are like good players, like top of their position kind of players. Yeah, this team can't be bad, and they can't really be that much worse than they were last season, even losing a top laner. Now they haven't announced the replacement yet, right? Or is it just going to be? I guess Bubu. He played some games, right? Yeah, he played a yeah, fair bit. So we might we might just see Bubu. I mean, uh, that's, like, at this point in time, that's probably... Like, they may pick somebody up, but they're not going to play whoever they pick up, right? Yeah, it probably should be Bu Yeah. For now. But going into my final tier, I think most people's final tier is pretty similar. I put Rogue Warriors in fifth to last. Um, OMG in fourth to last, only because they're an unknown quantity with Icon, whereas I know the last three teams pretty much, yeah. and I don't like them. And oh, I think an unknown quantity with a great mid laner is is higher up for me than the teams I already know I think are bad. Victory uh, 5 pains me because I wish they had lost Jinu. I do feel like Korn has upside. I do feel like Y4 has upside. I would have liked to see Jinu stay there one more split and see if they could see if they could come into something, but for now I'm going to I'm going to fall short on them and put them third to last. Uh, second to last Vici. I think Vici showed some spark every once in a while. I don't think they'll take last this time. I do not like the Snake roster. They're changed their name now, LNG, but I have Snake in last place coming into this split. I hate Snake's coaching staff. And now that they don't have anything going for them, really, I think their coaching staff can really let them down the way they were supposed to the whole time. I Dude. hope Flandre leaves. I hope he goes to NA. Dude, all, the NA Flandre. all I'm saying is think historically about when rebrands happen in esports or like you know, a product that you like or dislike or whatever. Rebrands only happen. If the wire has taught us anything, <laughs> rebrands only happen when the product is shit. Okay. So, yeah. but so I, I, mean, I think it's going to be pretty bad. The, the, the biggest thing, like I said, is I really think their coaching staff is terrible. And I've thought that for a while. That's... And that can be masked if you have really good players, but when you just don't have good players and your coaching staff sucks, that's when you're going to be, you know, yeah, I, th- I think like it used to be the case that like, Crystal had his thing for well, like, when when this team had him and it was like the the team fight team, right? Yeah. Like when they had that whole like they were like the team fight guys, and you had Flandre was just like taking the world by storm. Like Flandre's been figured out. Yeah. Flandre is like he's still good, but yeah, he's still good. But like to me, Flandre is a lot like what Mar- he, he had like Marin's career trajectory, except Marin was good enough to stay good regardless. Mm. And he, I wanted, to, I wanted to see CLG Flandre. That's yeah. a move. John's, I mean, he's basically John's better than Darshan, right? Well, yeah. They replaced Darshan already. Yeah, they replaced him already, but I was unimpressed with the replacement. I'd rather see Flandre. 
CLG Flandre. Can you imagine the shine in a? <laughs> I was just like thinking about that the other day. I was like, what, what team do you do? What team do you put him on? Like, does, does it matter? <laughs> like, on, like, uh, optic and just have them have crown and the shy. Just and have people like literally lane swap. No, people <laughs> in NA people would just lane swap. People would literally just lane swap. Maybe Team Liquid wouldn't. They'd be like, hey, you know what? I uh, just play Morgana in two v one bottom. We're gonna we're gonna just take this lane out of the equation. Probably still two v one people somehow. I don't know. But that's my list. I uh, I got Snake at the bottom there. Okay, so. Uh, LPL is a 16-team league. Obviously, some differences here. Um, but I think, I mean, we're all universally in agreement here that, like, Invictus is the best team in the LPL. RNG, I mean, RNG made improve. We didn't talk about it, but, like, RNG added, um, oh, my God. The top laner. Um, shoot. He's changed his to, wait, Shell. Jao. They added they added Jao Al, so they now have like five top laners on their roster or whatever. Or they let me retire, so they have like four top laners on their roster. My bad. Uh, I- I'm kind of wondering, like, is he going to play right away? Yes. Does it really matter? Like, I I think RNG are probably the second best team, regardless of if he even plays. Like, if you just put like Amazing J or Zatai, right? Yeah, I'm fine with Amazing James. Like, RNG are probably RNG still the second best team, right? For real, some RNG futures are coming through when those get released. Yeah. I mean, Carso was, you know, until the last, like, two weeks, Carso was, like, out of his mind last season, and this team was, like, sleepwalking. And yeah, we all Carso know, like, Summer RNG is a different beast. He was, he was an animal. And we all know, like, RNG, like, Summer RNG is, like, kind of a meme. Like, they, this is a team that totally sleeps through the spring split. They do it every year. They've been good for five or six years now, and every iteration of this team has slept through the spring split. They've slept through the spring split and won the spring split before. Yes. I think they unfortunately ran into, you know, JDG playing the best League of Legends they're ever going to play ever, probably. But, uh, yeah, I, I think... So, I'm trying to think, like, big... I'm going to say, like, hot... Like, we're all pretty high on BLG. I'm just trying to, like, compress this into a generalized take, right? We're all pretty high on Billy Billy. Uh... The top teams got better, and the the bottom teams kind of stayed the same or got worse, right, for the most part. So maybe the middle tier is interesting, but the bottom, like, six or so teams in the LPL are just going to stay pretty bad is the is yep. the big takeaway here. And Yep, I don't expect much from Sinner Dragon. So real quick, just to put a punctuation on this since uh, – I mean, I'll, I'll throw a pick of the weeks out there if anyone wants to throw Ness stuff. But real quick, just to put a punctuation on this episode – Let's go back to the LCK real quick. I want to ask each of you if there is one team that you're thinking you're going to be the most wrong about in each of these regions. Who is it and why? Uh, in the LCK for me, it's probably Gen G. I have them uh, eighth, and I think there's a very realistic shot that they could pull up to like fifth or fourth if the if the, everything went right for them. So I think it's Gen G for me. Even without the patch? Like, you think they just have good enough Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, they're good enough that they, they could come through, especially if Kuzan's performing real well. Yeah, I, th- I think they could be a, a fourth or fifth place team. So. If they actually adapt ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my... That's Ruler's my still too. a monster, so... <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you said Gen G also, right? Yeah, but instead of having him, like, fourth, fifth, I'm putting him down to eighth spot because... They could just totally suck from last year's though and not make any progress. So, so, so Calvin, just to reiterate, so John had Gen G in like eighth place. Calvin had Gen G in fifth place. So when Calvin says he thinks he could be the most wrong about Gen G, he thinks it could go the other way, the opposite direction, right? 
You're giving them the benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah. Okay. So Gen G already polarizing. Chris, what about you? I think looking at my list, I think it would be Afrika. They they they're way too talented to be on this bottom of my list, but you know what? They need to show me something. Yeah. They're, I... they're, they're taking the route of Gen Air by clumping all these people. We're just going to switch out every single series. That's not the way to do it. Uh, don't go Gen Air. Please don't go full Gen Air. And Afrika will be the one that I'll be most wrong about. Yeah, I think for me it's also Afrika, but just for the sake of being a little bit different here, I'll, I'll say Sandbox. Now, I had Sandbox finishing 8th. And for those that don't know, going into the spring split, I had Sandbox dead last, like worse than Gen Air, which in hindsight, I'm an idiot. But this team, they got by a lot on like good coaching and creative strategies, which I think means something. It's relevant. It shows a willingness to – the LCK needed Sandbox. I think do – do we all agree on that? Like the LCK needs a team like Sandbox. That is a good statement. I think that's a great statement. Yeah. They needed a team to come in there and blitz them and be like, you you got to learn how to deal with aggressive teams or you're dead. Yeah, And I think like they, they're a good thing, but I also think like to a certain extent that's going to be figured out. And I, I, I like a lot of their players, but I don't think they quite measure up to just the pound-for-pound pound individual players that like every other team in the LCK has besides like Jin Air and Hanwha. So – I'm willing to admit I could be wrong on them and they could just be like a good team. Like they could be the teamwork team, you know, and maybe they are a playoff team again, but I don't think that's going to be the case. So I'll say Afrika slash Sandbox. So how about the LPL? Now the LPL, you got a lot more choices. So I think we're going to get different answers here, but maybe we won't. So for me, I think the team I could be most wrong about in the LPL is JDG. And I hate to say it because... I, it pains me so much to say it because, like, I'm so firm in my take on JDG, but history has a way – I don't want to say history has a way of repeating itself, but history has a way of, like la- – like, the universe has a way of, like, la- like mocking you and laughing at you, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. And kind of like Gen G did to me all last year, like, the entire calendar year last year where, like, I just was wrong about them every step of the way. I kind of think JDG could end up being that team. I, like, they're not that bad, right? That's the problem. Like, their players aren't that bad. They just play the poorly, right? Like, if any of the listeners know anybody that's knowledgeable about esports, we're going to need a fourth for the podcast next week. Uh, Gelati won't be on it anymore. Yeah, we're just, I'm just <laughs> off. <laughs> hey, no. Hey, look, look. All right, so just for context, just for context, I have, I have JDG in finishing in seventh place, making the playoffs. And I'm saying that I could be wrong about that. I'm saying... I'm putting them exactly in the middle, I think, is like an exact representation because they could be – because week to week, they could be the best team in the league or they could be the oh, – they're not going to be the best team in the league. But they could be like a fourth – like the fourth best team in the league or they could be the 16th best team in the league. So I'm going to say JDG, but it's not necessarily for like one reason or the other. Like the only reason I'm saying it is because this team is so bizarre. They're weird. They don't – nothing they ever do makes any sense. So and if it wasn't JDG, it's probably – Probably Sooning. I had Sooning really, really low, and I could see them even lo- losing Jala, having like another year, another split of chemistry, and getting better. So Sooning would be my like runner-up. For me in the LPL, I am going to go with Sooning, and it's going to be one of those weird double ones, like you're talking about. Is I I wouldn't be surprised if Sooning came last, and I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if Sooning made the semifinals in the playoffs. Like I have them in eighth but they could really go either way for me 
big time. So I think definitely Sunning is the one I'm most likely to be wrong about. Chris or Calvin, jump in whenever. I'll go ahead. I'm still thinking. Okay. Um. All right, guys. This is it. OMG. Yeah. Be wrong about OMG. <laughs> I really, I like their botley a lot, in my opinion. Uh, obviously, it's from Snake, but from Icon to Crystal, and then uh, Penguin's still their jungler. Bleh. But I'm excited to see about this curse guy. Uh, really haven't looked too much into him, but I think their bottom half is going to be really good. I didn't, I don't know. I didn't like five and Shelly too much last year. Um, Shelly played pretty well, but I don't know. Five couldn't really keep up. So hopefully this new roster move and OMG can prove me wrong. I mean, at the very least, OMG added playmakers like whether you hate him or love him crystal makes plays like he's 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 like imp he's just like imp like sometimes he looks like a god and other times he's just he's inting right like you never know with yeah. this guy he brings you know he's got the draven and all that so like he's a playmaking 80 carry and that's kind of a rare breed and sometimes it works out for them and sometimes it doesn't so I, let's I like go OMG let's go boys i can also see bro wars with haro in my opinion, uh, Kong Ming. A whole Kong Ming starts. Dude, the Kong Ming, K- Kong Ming was the KDA king. He, yeah, had, like a, he had like a 15 KDA or something I, last season. I really <laughs> want Kong Ming to start for Love Kong Ming. Rogue Warriors. Kong Ming, Zuji. God, dude, those two guys are just studs, man. It's, Rogue Warriors like, could be good, man. Rogue Warriors they, they could. could. We might have really slept could. on Rogue Warriors. Dude, they I'm, could be good. I'm ah. regretting, like, all my bottom eight rankings now. <laughs> like, I think, like, Rogue Warriors... I'm just going to, like... I mean, you guys keep going, but I'm going to shimmy my stuff around here. No, really. Like, um, yeah, Quachi and... No, no, that... That team in general is good. I wish that they changed the top lane. Maybe, like, switch, like, Chang Hong to Rogue Warriors. Dude, that team would just be so good. Oh, man. I like Chang Hong a lot, too. Calvin... I feel like we're of one mind. <laughs> we are. You know what that means. We're going to kill the LPL. A hundred percent. I'm ready. I'm ready. My body's ready for OMG. <laughs> OMG, dude, I'll tell you. OMG. I'm distracted. OMG shifting, and Rogue I'm Warriors. distracted shifting my rankings around here. Oh, what odds do you think you can get on OMG versus Rogue Warriors final in the LPL? <laughs> I'm ready. Plus ten thousand, plus eighteen okay. million, way better than that. Maybe, maybe like plus five hundred thousand, roughly. Oh yeah, I, I I think I told you guys I hit a I had a plus thirty three seventeen parlay at MSI this this past weekend. Yeah, I hit yeah, the buddy. I hit the G two plus liquid money line. Nice. Oh yeah, that was that was nice. That was nice. Um, oh man, you got me regretting all these. See, I think like. Maybe we should differentiate the bottom tier of LPL teams a little differently and, like, teams that we think can steal, like, spike and steal games and teams that are just, like, lethargic. I had Rogue Warriors and OMG, the top two in the bottom, and I think those are the two Because I think they are the spiciest, right? Like, they are the spiciest meatballs in this group, right? Vici and Snake are the least least spicy meatballs. (laughs) Bring back Easy Hoon, dude. Easy Hoon embodied that team's like mentality. Like I love Easy Hoon's one of my favorite players of all time. If you guys, don't I know totally this. agree with you. By the but way, I love he that. embodies that team's personality so much. He's just like cold. 
Like, I am just the same at all times. It doesn't matter. I have the same thing. I just do the same thing every game, and I'm very good at it, except this team is not very good at it. So, I don't know. Vici. LGD. <laughs> all right. So, uh, I'll, I'll throw pick of the weeks out there for you guys. This can be – there's not really any matches besides – nest in china right now like the uh like the side tournament so there's not really any matches going on this week uh they don't start up till june 1st so we have a little bit of time i'll throw a pick of the week out there if you want to take it we'll get we'll let people take a week off this week we'll put it that way so if you don't have one that's fine just say pass if you do have one feel free to throw it out there and if you have one that's not league of legends related save it for the sign off (laughs) Just so it makes my record keeping easier. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give you one, but I am going to give you a chrono shifted one, Ooh. which is that you should have had all your money on BLG. Uh, BLG as of yesterday morning was like plus 140 on Bovada. Uh, they were plus 140 yesterday. I max bet BLG. I max parlayed BLG with anyone I could parlay them with. <laughs> I bet all their games. Like, any place that I could put money on BLG, when Bovada stopped letting me bet, I was like, I'll find some other way to bet on them. <laughs> I kept betting on them in every way that I could. Um, and I do kind of like JDG against IG, since we know that IG is playing the backups. We're not 100% sure who JDG is playing. But the worst-case scenario for JDG is they're playing Joy Dream. Uh, from their challenger LBL, team, yeah. Which is their challenger team, who was worse than young IG, but not a ton worse, and they're plus 170. So if the worst case scenario is it's two challenger teams playing each other, plus 170 is not bad. And the best case scenario is JDG still decides to march out some starters or all the starters, and that gives them an edge. So uh, BLG, if you don't have your money on BLG, I tweeted cryptically yesterday that you should have had your money on BLG. But if you didn't pick it up, I'm sorry to you. What do you think about BLG against Team WE, by the way? Minus 175. Um, At minus 175, well, WE is not playing starters. Because so, Billy, Billy Billy minus 1.5 is plus 154. Against yeah, WWE. smash it. I mean, BLG's playing their starting roster, and WE's playing at least half not starters. And the half that's not starting, at least to my understanding, is ZA and Mystic at the very least. Hmm. So <clears throat> that seems like a smash. But, I, yeah, I got BLG yesterday at plus 140 and plus 125. And, yeah, bet all the money I could on them. So Yeah. All right. So uh, there's, like, a pseudo. Yeah, but, like, if if... You're, you're, you're passing on this week. That's just like something. I'm w- passing. I'm just telling you guys, make sure to pay attention because that was all the value. Yeah. Definitely definitely watch Ness because we, we saw this like last year too or like last time it happened too was like some teams are just starting their starters. Other teams are resting people. So keep an eye on the lineups. If you do a little – it takes, you know, five, ten minutes worth of research into looking who's starting who and you can get a lot of value out of it, right? Uh, Chris, any picks this week or uh, just thoughts? You're just passing on the week or – oh, he took off, right? Chris did. Yeah, Chris yeah, had to Chris leave. Yeah, Chris had to jet. So, um, I, I don't think Chris had anything. He would have typed it in already. Uh, Cal, you got anything this week in nope. league? Yeah, me neither. Uh, yeah, hard pass. Unfortunately, it's kind of a slow week for games, but is what it is. All right. So, uh, sign offs. I didn't come up with one tonight, so somebody steal this from me and bail me out so I don't have to sit here awkwardly like I have right now. Yeah, geez, me too. I didn't, I didn't think of a sign-off either. I'm trying to think of a good life lesson to drop on everybody here. 
Oh, I went and saw um, I went and saw John Wick the other day. Okay, how'd that go? Uh, for so you? I love the John Wick series. I think they're the best action movies ever made. I it, they just get it like they like they they're unabashedly like an action movie. Like they know what they are. They're serious enough that you're like you can get into it, and it's not just like a B movie. And the action's like really really sweet. I didn't think this one was quite on the level of the first two, but it was still very very good, very very enjoyable. Uh, Keanu's just got great taste and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. They they do a really good job with those. It was it was it's a fun movie to watch. Go grab a couple of beers with your friends and go check that one out. Nice. John, Cal, you got, you got anything? Okay, let me uh, go ahead. Let me try to think something up here. Well, I can just go to TV, old reliable. The show I've been on lately, Westworld. Uh, oh, that's a good one. I, yeah, I haven't. I hadn't heard a ton about it going into. I I had heard enough, like le- little about it that I thought it was an actual western, like just a western. Oh wow! So uh, going into it, I didn't know almost anything about it. And I'll say that I haven't gotten far enough into it to really say if it's great or not. But I'll say that what I love is that I don't know at all what is coming. Yeah, and it's very rare that you can watch a show and not be able to at least take some pretty real guesses at what's going to happen in the next like five episodes. And in Westworld, I have zero idea what's going to happen in the next five episodes at all times. So it's good if if you don't like you know being able to just predict bullshit all the time. I do really like it in that front that I really don't know. When I'm going to go watch it later tonight, I couldn't tell you a single thing that's going to happen in this episode or that wouldn't happen in this episode. So, yeah, I, I'd say it's pretty good so far. I'd recommend it. I love the Westworld. The, the, I think that the acting and the sound, the, Ramin Jawadi is the same guy that did the Game of Thrones soundtrack, and it's Very outstanding. Good. It's outstanding. And I think, uh, you know, some people like, because it was, it was like a book. It was a Michael Creighton book. Yes. And there's, you know, people have, Anytime there's a book, people are going to have gripes with like how the directions they take things. But I thought the acting in particular was just excellent, and, and the soundtrack is outstanding. I, I loved Westworld. I watched I watched both seasons twice already. Like I've, <laughs> it was really really good. What's up, Cal? Nothing. Uh, I watched Chernobyl. It was really good. It's heavy, right? Yeah. It man, dude. Yeah. I, <laughs> It's a lot of take in actually. Like, it's really good. Um, that's just really it. I mean, I've been really busy every weekend, so just not much to say. You got baseball so, season in full swing. Baseball season. The Twins. The Twins are great. Um, How's Chris Davis doing? Not that good. Not that good. <laughs> I have to meme with Chris Davis every opportunity I get. It was like comically bad start. Actually, okay. So this is this is mom at work. Oh God! Here we go. <laughs> I need to cut that out of context. That's got to be a drop on the show from now on. It's just got to be like, um. So there's this mom at work, and she's stressing out, <laughs> and she told me she wanted not with me. Hopefully, with me. That'd be cool. <laughs> she said she wanted a friends with benefits, and I'm sitting there on break outside, like, uh, what? And she's like, dude, she's off the peg. So, uh. Yeah, that was. I feel fuck? like I feel like I'm like Doctor Phil. The past <laughs> couple of weeks, like about relationship stuff, I'm like, well, I really don't know what to say. Oh my so, god, dude! I'm in something <laughs> sticky situation. <laughs> hey, hey, those can be dangerous, sir. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. Uh, anything else from you guys tonight? I think I'm good, man. All right. So here's here's the deal moving forward. So. We did the LCK and the LPL tonight. The plan for now is at some point next week, 
probably the same night, like Wednesday or Thursday, to do NA and EU. And then maybe we'll, if anybody wants to touch on the LMS or any of the smaller regions, uh, there's not, I don't think there's too much to talk about. We'll, but we'll cover uh, NA and EU next week. And, you know, at the time you're listening to this, it's going to be, you know, a week ahead or whatever, because uh, I'm not going to get a chance to cut and edit this up until probably Monday afternoon, Memorial Day. So I'm going to be on the road this weekend. So uh, we'll have NA and EU for you next week. That way we get all of these out before the game start on June 1st. In I think NA starts it off, right? I've asked this question like 16 times already. Uh, time, NA and but... China, I believe, same day. Yeah, so June 1st is the start date. We'll have all these preseason power rankings out for you guys at that point. Uh, it's going to be tough. We might have to do two shows next week. I don't know how we're going to do that, but we'll figure it out because we might need to do a pick show. Or we'll do real quick through NA and EU power rankings and then do picks also. So we'll do something. We'll figure it out. Uh, we're here for you guys. And uh, I think that's going to be it for us this week. So everybody have a good weekend. Enjoy Memorial Day. The weather's supposed to be great in most places. Have a good one, guys. Yep. Take it easy. Enjoy your money. Yeah, enjoy Yeah, enjoy your MSI money on Memorial Day weekend. Go out. Treat, treat yourself. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.